VegCast. I'm Vince, and I'll be your host for VegCast. The 51st State of Mind. VegCast. A full menu from first to last. VegCast. Yes, hello, we are back again. With another full menu of vegetarian podcastry for your enjoyment or whatever it may turn out to be. And this time around, what a paragon of vegetarian podcastry this is as we have the second in our series of uh, Veg News Spotlights. Uh, We are checking in with musicians that were featured in this cover story in Veg News. Uh, We'll have a link back to that in the show notes. But today on VegCast, we're talking with Chris Walla of Death Cab for Cutie. And we will hear the story of how Chris and Ben Dibbard, both of them vegetarians, uh, got Death Cab for Cutie to the place where it is now through the power of vegetarian eating. Actually, that may be overstating it. We don't uh, actually draw a causal connection. But there is no denying that Death Cab for Cutie are getting uh, very big. They're finally getting heard by a lot of people. So that's great that uh, these two guys are out there doing that. We also have a science fact about the uh, disease-fighting power combo of veganism plus a gluten-free diet. So you want to check that out. This VegCast is sponsored by Farm Fresh Express. They make healthy easy. So sit back and enjoy, please, this. Someone's gonna make you pay your fare. That's my rendition of a little piece of a song by the Bonzo Dog Band from the late 60s, uh, which was actually featured in the Beatles movie Magical Mystery Tour and subsequently turned up as the name of this band, uh, which, as I said, Chris Walla and Ben Dibbard and some other folks have made into a worldwide phenomenon now, in case you have not been living under a rock, you've certainly encountered something that sounds like this. Yes, that's I Will Possess Your Heart from Narrow Stairs, which uh, hit number one on the Billboard album charts. And, of course, I Will Possess Your Heart is also doing very well on its own, Death Cab for Cutie is making it big, and so we talked to Chris Walla. Let's listen in now. Okay, right now joining us on VegCast is Chris Walla of Death Cab for Cutie. Chris, thanks and welcome to VegCast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And uh, you guys uh, with Death Cab for Cutie, you've uh, been going now for a little over 10 years, kind of laboring in semi-obscurity, and this year you're really uh, kind of exploding, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I remember hearing the name a few years ago and thinking, well, that's bizarre that somebody has named themselves after a Bonzo song and not thinking much of it, and then I started to hear more and more. Now you've got uh, this single, I Will Possess Your Heart, that's, uh, that you cannot escape. You can't go anywhere without hearing this. <laughs> so that's good, right? <laughs> it's, it's really good. I mean, things are, you know... Things are things are going really well. I mean, like you said, we've been doing this for um, 
we are closing in on 11 years now. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's we do this for all the same reasons that we always have. It's because we, you know, we, we still like one another and we still like playing music together. So That's great. So when, you know, if all the other stuff follows, then that's great. I mean, if we, if we hated one another, this would be a miserable way to make a living, I think. But right. <laughs> well, now, it's really fun. It's good. And so uh, the, the thing started with uh, kind of a project that Ben Gibbard was doing, and you were, you were right there at the outset of that. Would it be too much to call you a, a co-founder of the band Death Cab for Cutie? No, it would not. It okay. would be, um, uh, that's, that's an accurate statement. All right. So you're, you're like a driving force there. Um, and yeah, I think so. I am. Um, it's 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 been a it's been a long battle to get the um, the All Music Guide uh, assessment corrected. <laughs> uh oh, I would. But what was that assessment? They had you. It's a little bit of a misconception that it was uh, like there's. I don't know. But we don't need to get into that. Well, anyway, the reason obviously that uh, we wanted to talk to you is that you are a vegetarian, and I want to uh, just trying to get this nailed down. I am a, uh, I, I guess you would call me an aspiring vegan. Okay. So I was at one point, but it was sort of at the point where um, nothing was, it was sort of at the point where it was really, really difficult to do that on the road. Right. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about specifically. More difficult and more expensive, I think, than I was able to keep together and keep healthy at the same time. Right. And well, and to make, in terms of keep happy, you talked about being able to get along with people and, um, I I read that uh, you guys were you know followed a vegetarian uh, regimen on when you're when you were touring. Now was that a one time thing or is that still going? And are the two other bandmates still uh, eating vegetarian on the road or how's that all going? It's it's primarily just been uh, me and Ben for uh-huh. years and years. And uh, Ben was Ben was vegan for. The first, I think that when I first met him, and for the first two or three years of the band, he was vegan, and then he um, he started eating fish. But now he is back to he. Let's see, he's been vegetarian again for I guess like three years now. Okay, we've great. been a band for a long time. I'm just realizing this. <laughs> Crazy. This whole like there's a decade's worth of right. Um, Dietary uh, <laughs> trivia that I Ins can, and outs, yeah. <laughs> I can go through. But you've uh, been you've been vegetarian uh, throughout the whole that whole time. Yeah, right? I have. I've been vegetarian yeah. since I was sixteen. And what can do you? Uh, I was not able to find your the veggie story. Do you have a quick anecdote of like at age sixteen how you decided to become vegetarian? Yeah, I do. Um, more than anything, I just realized when uh, when when I started. What was it mean? When my friends started driving and I started riding around in their cars, I sort of realized real quick that um, I was going to eat two, if not three or four uh, Big Macs pretty much every day for the rest of my life until, unless I um, uh, made some, you know, sort of voluntary restrictions for myself. Uh And that's, that's what I did. I mean, it came initially from a really purely um, sort of practical place. Like, I really don't want to eat, like, just fatty crap like that, like, all the time. Right. Um, and then as I, um, I guess in the first year that I got into it, I started 
cluing into um, some of the some of the um, factory farming issues that seem to have gotten seem to have gotten worse in recent years. But right. Um, or maybe we're just hearing more about it. Um, <laughs> could be, uh, yeah, that's probably true as well. But, right. but yeah, that's the um, that's the uh, that's the basic story. Okay, so uh, you guys have done some. I mean, you've uh, worked with PETA a little. You you had a promotion, uh, a, a concert DVD that you you gave away, or uh, you sold for money to go to PETA or something. I I actually can't remember quite how that worked. Too, I know that <laughs> you had nothing to do with it, huh? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, we, you know, we we approved it, but it was it was one of those things that I mean, it it sort of came and went really quick. Right. Like we do we do so much of that stuff. It's sort of hard to it's hard to keep it all sort of put together. Right. Well, so do you? Let me ask you. Do you, you have a, a certain conviction about uh, factory farming and so forth? And do you ever? I, I wasn't able to find this just in kind of browsing through the Hall of Justice site. Uh, which we'll certainly direct people to in the show notes here. But uh, did, do you ever say, you know, I'm going to write a song that's going to get people thinking about this in a very specific way? No, I, I don't think I've written a specific song at this point. Like, there's little, there's little bits and pieces of lyrics that um, that point to it. But I think that, you know, if I if I end up writing about it, it's sort of um, I guess in general, like if I'm writing about uh, if I'm writing about any social issues or political issues, and you know, factory farming and vegetarianism included, like I'm I'm doing it much more in a way of um, just trying trying to encourage people to connect to whatever they are doing or thinking or talking about or eating from day to day. I just feel like as a society, we're completely disconnected from every you know, from every little corner of our lives. Like, right. we're, you know, we live in a country where it's, I feel like there are a lot of places where it's difficult to even know your neighbors anymore. Right. Or to know, like, who you're sitting next to on the bus. And certainly to know where your food came from, like, be it a vegetarian diet or a meat diet. Like, it's, I, I think that just really just encouraging people to try and get, you know, connected to the source of their food, I think is really important. Okay. And I think that it, it ultimately makes for, I mean, it has made me a ton healthier. Like I've been, I mean, I've been a vegetarian now for 16 years, but there have been times in that 16 years where I've been a total, like, just a junk food vegetarian, just eating, you know, like I, right. and, you know, at, at different points, like on the early tours when we really didn't have a lot of money, it was, um, just necessity. I mean, it's, and, you know, there wasn't, there's just not a lot of groceries between uh, Lawrence, Kansas, and Denver, Colorado. And if you have to eat something, like, it's just, it's whatever happens to be there. So there was a lot of, like, you know, peanut butter and sour cream and onion potato chip sandwiches and stuff like that. It was pretty terrible. But, right. But yeah, I mean, in recent years, just sort of simplifying, simplifying my diet a little more, and just getting to single source foods and just simple ingredients has really made a huge difference in in my health and the way my brain works from day to day and from right. minute to minute and all that sort of thing. So I I don't know. I think that just um, just getting connected to it 
as a as a way of life in general, I think is something that I I try and encourage. And right. every now and again, it pops up in a song. <laughs> well, <laughs> and so I mean, you you did mention uh, you know being on the road. It's it's kind of a big practical concern trying to get some of this food. So I wonder, are you are are you guys now you know big enough? Uh, can you do you have enough weight to throw around that you can put? you know, in your rider that uh, they that they have to actually go out to an organic uh, grocery and get you certain fresh foods rather than just constantly, you know, eating processed foods with it that will show up when you're going from place to place. Right. Um, yeah, for the most part, these days we're able to eat reasonably well on the road. It's, um, I mean, you're still, every now and again, you still end up getting stuck to... Um, just add water kind of soups and right. um, frozen meals. But, man, since those Amy's frozen meals came along, though, too, uh, <laughs> everything seems a little bit easier. I mean, those are, those are hardly, I mean, that's hardly uh, non-processed food, but they, um, they actually resemble a meal, which is kind of incredible. Right. <laughs> That's so true. there's, I mean, those those are those are a lifesaver sometimes. But more more often than not, it's um, it's um, you know, it's fruits and salads on the bus. Right. Well, let me. I don't want to let you go uh, without just talking a little bit about your actual music. I mean, I've uh, sure, yeah. I've been you know just uh, as I said, uh, basically dimly aware of Death Cab for Cutie until about a year or so ago, uh, and I've I've wondered if. Um, on your on the uh, Hall of Justice site, you do mention um, some ambient work of Brian Eno as an influence. I was wondering, am I hearing uh, some Robert Fripp influence also? In uh, I forget what it was, something on your MySpace page that had uh, a lot of um, added sixth uh, chords that that sounded very much like uh, uh, kind of carrying on the legacy of Robert Fripp. But I didn't know if I was reading into that. I don't think you were reading into that. That's um, I yeah. I'm actually a huge, huge uh, King Crimson fan. Uh-huh. That was sort of one of the things that um, when I was like 14 or 15, there was a um, there was a moment. I think it was about to say. I think I got into Robert Fripp by way of David Bowie. Uh huh. Right. Um, and actually, the very very first thing I bought was a record called Exposure, mm-hmm. which is probably not the best first introduction to the world of Robert Fripp, but... Right. But then what is? I, he's, it served me well nonetheless. Right. I've sort of gone... Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've gone from there. And then, like, the, um, you know, the, the Fripp guitar work on a Fear of Music, the Talking Heads record, and... Sure. Like, on, you know, anytime he turns up on the Eno records or all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, um, Discipline is one of my favorite, favorite records. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of... I end up you know, rolling out my own little version of some of those tricks whenever I now, feel like I have the gusto to do that. <laughs> so are you guys moving? I mean, I'm wondering if you're moving more into a kind of uh, almost a prog rock overlay to the pop uh, style that, that you've had before, because I'm just thinking specifically of I Will Possess Your Heart, which um, on the album has this very extended uh, introduction that... Um, when you get to the song proper, it kind of, and, and that bass line comes back in, it, it really, it sounds much more uh, meaningful than when you're just hearing it on the radio. And I'm uh, I wondering if you guys are doing any more, you know, kind of experimenting, playing around with that uh, going forward. 
Well, it's funny. Like as we as we conceptually have gotten more comfortable with doing that sort of thing, I think that Ben's songs have sort of gotten more more straightforward and more literal. Uh-huh. So I I don't know what happens next. So do you do you guys like trade off the the writing of the songs, or one of you might do uh, the lyrics and the other? you know, come up with uh, a, a background, or is it strictly, you know, this is Ben's song, and we'll just... Well, for, in. For, um, for, for Death Cab, the way that it works is, like, Ben Ben writes all the lyrics, and then he, he'll write skeletons of songs. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, he'll, he'll bring us demos that have, you know, like, it'll have a vocal, and it'll have a, a guitar part or a keyboard part. Like, it, it'll, be, it'll be put together. It'll be a song. Right. But how we end up presenting it is very much a group process and a lot of times things get uh torn apart and unwritten and rewritten and you know just completely manhandled from the point that he brings them in so it's uh i mean everything everything sort of starts with him like his uh songs at the seat for everything that we do but right um but it's the rest of us you know, everybody together sort of farms the thing. Okay. And uh, you do have a kind of a, a burgeoning solo career, we should mention. I, I made reference to the Hall of Justice site where people can uh, download uh, various things that you've recorded, uh, some more like fragments or home demo type things and others a little more uh, more processed. Um if we could, uh, if we could play one thing off of there that that you think would uh, VegCast listeners would particularly want to hear, or that you would want them to hear, uh, what what would you suggest? Well, there's a song. Let's see. There's a song up there that I recorded, I think, about six years ago called "Note to Self" that yeah, I have I, always enjoyed. I was going to ask about that. That was the one that I was going to say, but I wanted to let you have first crack. So, if that's all right, then we'll play "Note to Self." Uh, on this yeah. VegCast. And uh, we're about out of time, but uh, you guys are uh, doing some great work, and uh, it looks like the world is finally uh, kind of catching up with De- Death Cab for Cutie. Well, awesome. Thanks so much for having me on. All right, Chris Walla, thanks for being on VegCast. You bet. Take care of yourself.
Yes, that's Chris Walla, the musical side of Chris Walla with Note to Myself. Uh, you can find that song as well as a lot of other free downloads at his Hall of Justice music site. We will have that in the show notes. I encourage you to go there and sample uh, some of Chris's music after this FedgeCast is over. But first, you have to sit through this edition of Science Our science fact for this VegCast is vegan diet reduces risk of arthritis, heart attack, and stroke. Uh, This is from natural news researchers from the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm, Sweden, have published a study in the journal Arthritis Research and Therapy showing that eating a vegan gluten-free diet may reduce the risk of heart attacks and strokes in rheumatoid arthritis patients as well as reducing the severity of the disease. Now, the complicating factor, of course, right here is that it wasn't just a vegan diet. It was a vegan gluten-free diet. But there are, all, there are other complicating things that uh, kind of complicated the other way. Uh, they explain how uh, those on the vegan diet ate, uh, you know, went without gluten uh, and so forth and what they ate. Calcium was provided with a daily serving of sesame milk. Uh, They go on to explain that 28 participants in the control group were fed a diet including both animal products and gluten with a similar carbohydrate-fat-protein breakdown to the vegan diet. Uh, Now, that was uh, carbs 60%, fat 30%, and protein 10%. So um, that's a little bit odd in that uh, a lot of the times these differences in how different foods affect us are, are ascribed to more fat or more protein or more carbs. This was the same breakdown, just a, a different kind of diet. Uh, those in the control group were also encouraged to eat five or more servings of fruits and vegetables per day and to eat complex carbohydrates such as whole grains and potatoes over simpler sources. And in both diets, saturated fat was kept to a maximum of 10% of daily energy intake. Uh, So what they found was that the uh, participants in the vegan group experienced a drop in their body mass index, total cholesterol, and LDL, bad cholesterol. Uh, They go on to explain there was also an increase in the levels of anti-PC antibodies, which are believed to help protect the body against cardiovascular disease. None of these markers changed in the control group. And uh, just to sum up, Sir Muir Gray of uh, the United Kingdom's National Health Service uh, cautioned that the study had a small sample size, but uh, said that anyone interested in preserving their health should try to eat a more vegan diet. And Gray's quote is, The evidence is mounting if you want to stay healthy and save the planet. Eat less, eat more plants, and eat only food that your great-grandmother would recognize if she were alive today. It, unless she is alive today, then you can just take the food to her, see if she recognizes it, and go ahead and eat it. Uh, no, you don't actually need to do that. All you need to do is find out what the latest scientific data is, which once again uh, points to the multitudinous benefits of a vegan diet. It would be good if they had teased this out without the gluten-free aspect to see uh, what portions of this may be directly ascribed to veganism versus uh, the gluten-free aspect, but we will watch for that and see if they do come up with that data as well. And when they do, you can bet you're going to hear it first here on the Science Fact. 
All right, before we get out of here, I just want to mention a couple of events. If you happen to be around the Philadelphia area and you love animals, here's two things uh, you might want to check out. Saturday on September 21st, there will be a pachyderm parade and elephant rally at the Philadelphia Zoo put on by friends of Philly Zoo Elephants. You can find out more info about that at www.helpphillyzooelephants.com. And the next Saturday, September 27th, is the Multi-Faith Blessing of the Animals and Drum Circle uh, that is put on by Public Eye Artist for Animals. So uh, if you want any more information about that one, that will be at the Unitarian Society of Germantown on Lincoln Drive, and you can find out more at www.publiceyephilly.org. And before we get those credits rolling, uh, let me just give you the lineup for Death Cab for Cutie, since I keep on referring to uh, people as those other guys. The complete lineup for the band is Ben Gibbard, Chris Walla, Nicholas Harmer, and Jason McGeer. And uh, they are, of course, on Atlantic Records. And their new album is Narrow Stairs. You can hear some tracks for that on their MySpace page, which we will link to in our show notes. Okay, that is enough vegetarian podcastery for one half-hour span. And we will get on out of here. I want to remind you once again that this VegCast was sponsored by Farm Fresh Express. They make healthy easy. And I want to thank Chris Walla and uh, all of the good people that helped uh, get this show together and uh, hook us up for that interview. And thank you for downloading VegCast and or subscribing. And I will also thank you to get out there and live like you mean it.